Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on out there, guys? Welcome back to the show, and thank you, as always, for stopping in. And uh, on today's episode, we're going to be covering a lot of different things that have been going on out there. And, you know, we, we had a lot of news coming out. We had a lot of updates. But uh, overall, the market has been performing really well. And we're going to maybe talk as to why that might be, uh, what's ultimately going to happen going forward, and uh, how long this recession, if that's what you want to call it, might uh, might last. And really what I see going forward into, you know, 2020 three, but also late 22 and, uh, and kind of beyond that. So, uh, well, I guess, well, before we get started, I will say if you could go ahead and like subscribe and share the podcast, that would mean the world to me. And, uh, we're just trying to build a community of like-minded investors here on the show and as well on the other uh, Facebook page for let it grow investing. And, uh, we share a little bit more up to the date information as it comes out over there as well. Uh, so with that being said, you know, we had, uh, we had the GDP come out last week. That was negative. So we've had two negative quarters in a row. I'm sure you've heard that. That's nothing new to anyone. And uh, we also had the Fed go ahead and raise that 75 basis point hike. We talked about that as well last time. But, uh, you know, so that being said, we've got more uh, uh, higher rates. We've got a negative GDP. We're entering, entering into a recession. And, uh, I'll, you know, the, the government's trying to spin it. You know, it's it's not a recession. Unemployment looks good. The uh, the consumers look strong. Uh, but by definition, two negative quarters of GDP is going to lead us into that recession term. Now, unemployment was high uh, or not high. Unemployment, unemployment was low because of the fact that uh, we had so many jobs created through COVID. And now we're seeing a lot of those companies that did all this hiring either freezing their hiring, laying off workers, uh, you know, just kind of closing up some different aspects of their business to focus on other things. Uh, so that is one thing that I am concerned about going forward is this uh, unemployment that might be creeping up. We need to keep an eye on those uh, new jobless claims that uh, we normally see month to month. So that uh, is definitely something that is worrying me. And uh, as far as people being in a good economic place, yes, uh, you know, consumers do have more cash in their pockets or in their uh, bank accounts. But uh, a lot of that is to do with the uh, the amount of M2 money supply that was uh, rolled out over the last two years. So there's a lot more money out in the system from, uh, you know, all the government uh, grants, subsidies, uh, PPP loans, everything else, unemployment, it, you know, the amount of money that we've printed is uh, remarkably high. So yes, we we have more money out there. Ultimately, that money doesn't go as far with uh, inflation just rolling up. And, uh, you know, I do think that inflation is going to uh, be headed lower in this next read. Now, with that being said, a lot of that is to do with fuel prices coming down. Fuel prices have been rolling down pretty nicely. You know, we've, you know, gotten into the, the $3 range I've seen at a couple stations. But, uh, you know, it still is a, a good bit higher as to where it was. But uh, when we look at the cost on the consumer side and the producer side, we're going to see that their costs for 
uh, making products or getting them into the stores is going to be less. And ultimately, you know, consumers are going to be able to pay a little bit less and get some more goods out of what they're uh, looking to buy without paying just strictly for that gas. You know, more people are going to be out traveling with uh, fuel prices down. All, all those things are going to play a role in that as well. Even food prices, you know, when you look at farmers, uh, one of their big input costs is going to be fuel. So that uh, that coming down helps farmers, keeps uh, the prices down all across the board from, uh, you know, making things or, or delivering it. Those prices are going to be coming down. So I do think that we are going to have a lower read on inflation um, on both the PPI and CPI on the next read. And uh, ultimately, I do think that this recession is going to be short lived. Now, that being said, could it rear its ugly head, you know, again in 2023? Uh, I do think that it could. Uh, as, uh, you know, the, the Fed continues to raise these rates, I do think we're going to have another uh, probably 75 basis point raise in September, and then they'll probably taper off. But uh, we're already looking at raised rates um, going into 2023, early 2023. We're going to see probably another raise. That's what we're looking at right now. So it's going to be a, a balancing act of, you know, these these companies are going to try to run really tight, you know, by laying off people and focusing on the the business lines that are really working right now. Uh, the things that are higher margin, and uh, just those necessity uh, products that they sell. They, you know, they might not be making as much. Uh, Ford came out and said that you know they're focusing more on EVs. The government is doing the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to be pushing a lot more money to those programs as well. Uh, so the government's spending more. The taxes are going up, uh, and now I'm worried about that unemployment number rising as well. So I do think that uh, we might be going a little too hard on the rate hikes. We might be slowing that growth a little too hard. Uh, you know, we've saw even Rivian announcing that they're laying off people because they can't afford to pay them uh, without, you know, some of this money rolling in from production. So we're watching all these different things. Uh, and like I said, I do think that uh, the recession right now might be short lived. We might see the next quarter go positive on that GDP and ultimately that would be a very nice uh, thing to see. I do think we're going to rally into the second half of the year, late uh, Q3, Q4. I do personally think that the S&P is going to close in the middle fours at the end of the year at this point. I do think that's completely possible. You know, we got down to that 3,600 number and then, uh, you know, we're probably knocking on the door of 4,100 right now. So there's a lot of different things out there going on. Ultimately, though, uh, you know, we... we had the Nasdaq down major this uh, this year. It's been the worst year for the Nasdaq, but ultimately we've moved up about fifteen to sixteen percent since those lows. Uh, you know, a lot of people calling, "Oh, it's a bear market rally." The bears are out there. Um, you know, it's going to come back down. It's going to come back hard. I even had said that you know this could turn. We could see if it was a bad GDP, you know, minus three, minus four percent or more. I don't think the market would have reacted like this. But uh, being that 0.9%, I was kind of thinking we were going to be minus one to plus two. And uh, we we came in, you know, kind of near the bottom of my uh, expectation. But um, we will see where we go from here. The, uh, the, the numbers certainly could get better going forward uh, with these different things and companies being a lot leaner, not paying as much on... Uh, uh, for as many employees, things like that, you know, supply chain starts opening back up. 
uh, fuel costs are down. So we're going to start seeing more products be delivered. And ultimately, some of these companies that are running a real tight ship start producing more uh, with less on that cost side. So I do see some movement going up, especially for the, the companies that are, uh, you know, there's real big growth driver companies that we've been looking at over time. The, uh, the big blue chip companies or the big tech companies, I do think they're going to continue to do well. Uh, some of those smaller ones, like I just said, Rivian, that one is going to be uh, a little bit tougher because of the uh, position that they're in. You know, they haven't been making as many vehicles. They are uh, needing more money and more capital to keep going. Uh, so those speculative names are really going to be hurting now as they need more money. Uh, the employment or wages are going up and ultimately, you know, they got to have a balancing act there. They can't uh, can't grow and pay more for an exorbitant amount of people to be uh, employed by them. So we really want to pick those companies that are really going to tie us to greatness going forward, are really those companies that uh, are in that line of, you know, where this Inflation Reduction Act are looking. And uh, some of those that I'm looking at, you know, even from this past week, you know, we had uh, Amazon report and they went uh, skyrocketing higher on Friday. Let's take a look here. They closed Friday up 10.3%. So they are currently at 134.95. I still think that they are going to go higher from there as they lay off more people. I believe they laid off 100,000 people in the uh, the last month. And uh, I still think that they're going to run a very tight ship. I still think that uh, supply chain is going to come back for them and fuel costs are going down for them. I do think a lot of those things are pointing in the right direction. They are able to pass those costs on to uh, their prime customers. We saw that, uh, I think they raised the rate in the UK, um, I wanna say 10% roughly, and they they didn't have any kind of you know negative effects from everyone canceling. It uh, is going to be implemented later this year, and but you know no one's like rushing out to cancel their, their prime membership. I think there's, you know, other companies you might cancel because, uh, you know, Netflix has one thing. You've got streaming. If you're not streaming because you're not home, uh, you know, you're out traveling, things like that. You might not need your Netflix subscription. But uh, Amazon, you're going to get uh, your music. You're going to get, you know, Prime Video. You're going to get uh, the free shipping on all their items. You're going to get the, the grocery side of things. There's a lot of different reasons to keep a Prime membership and uh, continue to shop with Amazon. So that one, I still think has a lot of room to run. And uh, we also saw uh, Chevron, CVX go up about 9% as well on a good report. Uh, Tesla's in that right in that uh, spot where they are a growth company, but they are making money. And then you've got the uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. I keep forgetting the name of it. And, you know, they're now up at 890. You know, what was it, a month ago? They were down in the 600 range. I'm going to take a look at the the three month chart here. Uh, well, I got a one month. Let's pull that up. Yeah, even on the one month, we were down, you know, right around 700. In um, in May, the the low was set at 620 dollars though. So we've moved up really nicely from where we were, and uh, I think that company and some of these other ones are just in the right spot at the right time. You've got uh, a lot of people going towards EVs. Uh, ChargePoint had a real nice day on Thursday from some of these moves. And uh, I still think we're going to see that. We're going to see these companies that are in those crosshairs of where the government's looking to spend uh, with that growth mentality 
mentality behind them, I still think they're going to do really well. But uh, some other companies that are in that speculative type area, it might be a little bit harder for them. So you really want to pick the names that you're looking to get into if you're looking for growth, uh, or you can really start to build that uh, dividend portfolio right now with a lot of those great names that are on sale as well. But uh, oh, I did want to give another update. I know last time we had said that uh, Enphase had a nice quarter. And um, I mean, if I look at the, the five day from Enphase, it uh, where were we? We reported, what was it, Wednesday? I think we were in the 260s. And then the government came out and passed that bill. And now we have set a new high. That uh, That high was from early this year, I want to say, when the last time I uh, checked it. But uh, now we set a new high. We went up another, I want to say, $25 uh, on Friday or between Thursday and Friday since we reported uh, on Wednesday. And now that high is set at uh, 287.38. We're sitting at 284 right now. So Enphase, again, in the in the right spot at the right time with their solar uh, microinverters. And Again, not one I'm looking to rush into now. I already have a full position. I was already ready for this run. I already thought solar was going to be big, and they're one of the best. So uh, currently, it, it comes up with downside from uh, the average over the past three months. But uh, when you're looking at it from the, the past couple of days, a couple of new price targets have come in, a 290, 313, 281. Uh, so there are a lot of people saying that it's going to go higher just because of the demand that's here. So you have to take what's uh, the current information from what has been uh, done in the White House and what bills and acts are getting passed and kind of take that into consideration into your uh, your next move. You really want to plan your next move while uh, before things really run up and make that move before uh, some big announcements come out and really think, you know, where is the government going to spend? Where are people looking to spend? What direction are we overall going into? So uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. We are going to come back. We're going to talk about what's going on in the investing challenge. Um, we really made some big moves there. That one uh, was pretty far down there, and we are getting closer uh, back to neutral. And I do think that we're going to rock it higher here in the second half of the year. I've kind of been saying that for a while now. That's not anything new. Um, so we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about uh, some other names that I really like uh, going forward. So stick around, and I'll uh, be right back. All right, we are back here on the show. So what are we looking at now? We've got uh, some other news uh, with uh, that Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, you know, there's definitely the need for mining more lithium, more uh, materials, uh, things like that. And Caterpillar got uh, a good run up on Friday as well. We saw Cat uh, down in that 170 range. And I think I said, I don't think it's going to be there too long. And that's why I think, what was it, two weeks back, uh, week 30 on the investing challenge, I had put it on there. And uh, we didn't actually end up going with that one. We bought SoFi instead. But um, yeah, Cat had a nice run here. They are now sitting at uh, 197.80 as a uh, time of recording this. And uh, yeah, the low is actually set. Uh, 7.14, so two weeks back at 167. So we would have had a nice uh, trade there. That would have been a, a nice turnaround for that week. But I did want to say that that one is uh, getting some action as you know, a recession normally doesn't mean that we're going to be buying uh, stocks that are going to be uh, doing a lot with building or mining or excavating, things like that. So 
it wasn't really a play that I was looking at for an instant turnaround. But uh, with that being said, when the government comes out and says, hey, we're going to need more equipment to move all this material to mine the lithium, you know, Caterpillar is going to get a nice run up. So they were up $10.41 on Friday for a five and a half percent gain. I'm not rushing out to buy anymore at the moment. I think that time was two weeks ago. Um, but uh, there is still about 13.7% upside. But uh, that being said, I do have a fairly full position of Caterpillar already in my portfolio. So my opinion might be, you know, slightly different from what you are looking at. And uh, if it does drop back down to that 180 range, I could certainly see it being a good uh, long-term ad. And uh, that being said, the the PE is still sitting at a 15.8. So not too expensive on that PE basis. So still one that I would look for for long-term gains. You're getting about a 2.5% dividend sitting on that uh, over the course of a year. So that's nice also, about $1.20 per quarter per share. And um, then I was looking at uh, Alibaba, which I know we haven't really talked about that too much. It's been pretty volatile. Uh, they did have a nice run up when uh, Warren Buffett went ahead and bought some. I want to say that was back in the 90s at some point. It ran up modestly. But um, ultimately, that one is now back down into the 80s. Now, the SEC, Security Exchange Commission, added it to the FCAA list, which I did not know what that was. Uh, apparently, it was created in 2020 on uh, December 18th. It's the uh, Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act. Uh, basically, if they don't have enough information on the accounting and uh, the business operations, the SEC is going to uh, have to do an audit to make sure that they are within good standing. So basically, they added them to this list and Alibaba traded down on that news. We've already known a lot of this, uh, the problems with Chinese stocks and you know Alibaba's getting hit with another one of these uh, problems here. So you know, not really one that I want to buy right now. I do still have some Alibaba shares. I don't really know what I'm doing with them, which is I, I know not really great to say, but uh, it seems like, you know, the, the Chinese government and uh, some of these Chinese companies can't get out of their own way. I do think they're a good company. I do think they are uh, uh, very vital to that that area and uh, in Asia and all, all over throughout Asia, really. But uh, it's just really tough to own with all the different problems that they've had with the government and the crackdowns and adding to this list, taking off, you know, just, it's just been one thing after another. So if I could, uh, I'm, I'm, it's probably gonna be a long-term hold for me until I can get some kind of traction or kind of recoup some money. I really don't want to cut my losses on it now. Um, because I mean, even after, after we're added to this list, we're still not at the lows set back in March. So I do think that things are going up. And when you see some buyers like Warren Buffett come in and, and scoop up uh, big positions of a company, I do have a hard time dumping those as everyone else is kind of running to them. I just don't know if it's a stock for, for me anymore. It's just uh, been a painful one. I'd rather be in something else with it. So I just wanted to point that out. It's on the FCAA list and uh, what the FCAA list is. Just wanted to bring that up. Uh, so then on week 31, which I can't believe we're on week 31 um, for the investing challenge, that is the 31st week of the year, we looked at five different stocks. Uh, and those stocks were going to be ones that I thought could do well in a recession. 
and uh, one that would kind of do well if people were really still looking to get out and travel, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more locally, not uh, maybe necessarily not needing airfare to get there because airfare had been crazy. Um, I was looking at these five names. It's uh, the first one was AZO. That was AutoZone. The thought there was that uh, people might want to fix the cars that they have rather than buy new. Um, keep those running a little bit longer, get their, some more value out of them and not ultimately go into some of these car loans right now with market values, uh, you know, going crazy. I know they're going to be coming down, but they, they have been inflated very heavily for quite some time. Uh, number two was uh, dollar tree D L T R. That one's kind of self-explanatory. If, uh, you know, everyone's going through a recession, we want to stretch those dollars. Dollar tree could be a good pick for that. Uh, number three was D, the ticker D for Dominion, and that's utility, and uh, people are going to keep those lights on, so they're going to pay those bills. That was my uh, thought process there. You're going to get that uh, dividend. You're also going to get some safety from a, uh, a utility pick also. They are you know, normally not very volatile. They're normally uh, pretty smooth sailing, normally, unless there's some massive catastrophic event. Uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, problems that take out uh, a big portion of power in that area. But overall, very stable stocks. Uh, number four was going to be ticker VZ for Verizon. Again, people live on their phones. Uh, this one was paying a very nice dividend. I do want to pick, take a look at that one just to make sure what that dividend was. Ultimately, you know, but people are living on these phones or cutting the cord more for their home lines. Uh, leaning more into Verizon, 5G rollouts. Overall, people are still going to need their uh, their cell phone and those uh, communications. So this one trading at nine times PE, a 5.6% dividend, uh, currently at $46 uh, would be Verizon. And then the last one I was talking about, if people are looking to travel and they don't want to go too far, or even if they do want to go far, uh, Airbnb. So ticker was ABNB. And, uh, you know, this one didn't, uh, didn't win. I'll, I'll give that one away. Did not win this week, but, uh, I do think that it is, uh, positioned well going forward. I do think a lot of people are going to this type of model. Uh, you know, people who have a second properties or a vacation house, they want a little bit more income. They turn that switch and they, they turn it into a income property, uh, you know, pretty easily from, from what I can tell. But uh, so that one was going to be number five. But um, so for week number 31, we are going to be adding $200 worth of ticker DLTR to the portfolio uh, today, uh, Monday. I normally buy at lunchtime, get some of that volatility of the morning out and kind of let things uh, settle down before I go ahead and add to the portfolio. So that uh, will be added tomorrow. Now, I did say that the... Um, that the Weeble portfolio, that's where we're adding here for fractional shares, makes it really nice to add uh, those fractional shares. Uh, where my E-Trade account, I can't do that still. So Weeble makes it uh, really nice to do that. I wanted to take a look here. I know we were down about, um, about 19% last week. And uh, today, where are we? How have, how have we been doing on this portfolio? Uh, well, we have moved up 10% in a week. Uh, and that is uh, now a loss of $547 down 
And that's about 9.1% down overall. Now, we've been putting this $200 a week in. So I have put in up to week 30, I've put in $6,000. It's sitting at 54.84 at the moment. And uh, I do think that we're going to have a nice run going forward. And being down 9% is not that great. But when you look at it and inflation's down uh, or inflation's up, your cash value would be you know, evaporated to about the same amount. So in this position, I do think that we've got a lot more room to run up uh, and your cash position would have been uh, eaten away at due to inflation. So being down 9% is not the worst case scenario for me. But the best part of you know investing over time, dollar cost averaging, is the fact that you're going to have this money. Uh, I think that's a lot of the problem for a lot of people getting started is simply just putting the money away. And you know, if you had the the six grand, you know, a lot of people have that tendency to spend it and not invest. So yes, I'm down this 9%, but uh, I do see brighter uh, days on the horizon. And ultimately, this is still, you know, $5,500 that's been tucked away in an investment account, and ultimately going to uh, produce some future gains. That's how I'm looking at it right now. And I still look at it as a major opportunity for anyone who's not in the market to go ahead and get in. So that's uh, that's kind of one of the other avenues that I want people to really see when you're investing. Yes, it might go down in the short term, but uh, if you have a problem with tucking money away, this is a way just to set it and forget it. Even if you put that you know $100 or $200, whatever that number is, into auto investment in uh, the S&P or whatever ETF that you're comfortable with, uh, I still think that is a, a very sound way to just tuck that money away for... Uh, for retirement, for a rainy day, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, some bills coming up that you're looking to pay off, you know, kind of set it and forget it. And you can't really mess that up. Um, but like I said, in the short term, yeah, we're, we're down a little bit. But going forward, I think we're going to do well. Uh, so now going forward uh, for week 32, we are looking at uh, five new names. And these ones, uh, there's a couple reasons here. Yes, the uh, the CHIPS Act was passed. Uh, so that's, uh, basically going to be, what was it? $280 billion chips act chips and science act has been passed by Congress very well may be a big step towards resolving the semiconductor crisis, holding back next gen consoles and other devices. That's what I'm reading on IGN.com. Um, we are looking at, uh, it says includes $52 billion in subsidies to encourage chip manufacturers to build out semiconductor fabrication plants in the U.S. Uh, so definitely more money going to be spent here. Uh, I know going into a recession sometimes, we're not necessarily looking for all those tech plays. But um, with the way things have been going and the shortage on chips, the fact that the government's looking to really uh, push this spending higher locally. Uh, this one, uh, the first stock up is going to be ticker AVGO. And that name is Broadcom. Uh, Broadcom has been in my portfolio for some time. And uh, I will continue to, to own it here. It, uh, it is a pricey one. It is a $535 stock. Again, on uh, Webull fractional shares, um, you know, your $200 doesn't know what... Uh, what the actual price of the, the share is 10% is 10% whether it goes up and you've got a whole share or you don't. So uh, this one is uh, currently trading at a, a PE of about 26 times. 
currently the dividend is about 3%, but they have been raising this dividend massively. Uh, I just saw a report on it that they raised the dividend 5,700% since 2010. Uh, they are a large raiser and they are going to kind of continue that. That's really where the, the business is. And uh, they've got a lot of different business lines. So they're looking for uh, all those 5G chips, auto. Um, they've got uh, infrastructure solutions. Let's read what the, the thing here says on E-Trade. Um, semiconductor, variety of radio frequencies, uh, semiconductor devices, wireless connectivity, custom touch controllers for the wireless market, uh, cybersecurity solutions, a lot of those areas that we really want to be in. Uh, when you talk national security, that's really why the U.S. is looking to build more chips here. We don't want to have to rely on other uh, other countries to make the chips that we need for our national security type devices. So Broadcom, uh, like I said, they are a dividend raiser and one that I uh, have been in. I'm very comfortable with it and uh, one that I want to continue to invest in. So that one uh, with the CHIPS Act, I think it makes sense here. Uh, number two is going to be uh, ticker MA. That is MasterCard, if you are not familiar. And, uh, you know, I'm still seeing more people looking to get out and travel. The cross-border, uh, you know, sales and revenue has been up with a lot more uh, international travel. And uh, I still think that if we do hit a recession and people need to lean into credit, uh, you know, Visa, MasterCard, you know, American Express are still going to be uh, the big players in that space. Uh, so I went ahead and added MasterCard this week to this uh, uh, this week's investing challenge. The PE is a bit high at 35 times, uh, but MasterCard and Visa normally trade a bit higher than normal um, or the average in the S&P. So that's not out of the norm for them. Uh, the beta is a 1.1, so you know slightly more risky than the uh, the average in the S and P. Uh, analyst research on this one, we are looking at a upside of about 17%. Uh, so then number three, this one is kind of if you're looking for some more growth, and if you think this one has sold off too much, uh, we're going to revisit this one. We looked at it way back in the beginning of the year. We haven't really talked about it so much recently, but uh, that one is going to be PayPal. Uh, ticker is PYPL if you're following along. And um, I still think that the, the growth area can be definitely something that is going to come out of a, a short-term recession the, the quickest. So we're looking at uh, PayPal trading at a PE of uh, 28 times. It's got an EPS of $3.03 a share. So they are profitable um, where a lot of these other growth companies are not. I do think that they've gotten beat down too much. Uh, a lot of the analysts agree with me on that. There is about 21.5% uh, of upside. We are currently at $86. The, uh, the most recent... Uh, Price target is at $145. There's another $120, another $100. So we've got some upside here. I do think that more people are going to be using PayPal, Venmo. Uh, I've seen it in my business. I've seen a lot more people say, hey, you know, I'd like to, you know, PayPal or hey, don't even give me cash. I don't, I don't want cash. Just PayPal me the money or Venmo me the money, uh, which Venmo is owned by PayPal. 
Uh, so for that one, I, I still think that there is a lot of upside going forward just from the position where we've at. Uh, too much drawdown with some of the other pin action going on and some of the other tech and growth stocks. But uh, I do think that they've got more upside than any kind of downside risk at this point. Uh, it's kind of been staying in this uh, uh, sub 100 range for a while now. And, you know, going forward, I, I do think that we've got uh, a good ways to go. Um, so that was number three. Number four, we are going back to uh, this CHIPS, not the CHIPS, the Inflation Reduction Act. I can't remember that name for the life of me. So we are looking at uh, an EV type play. We're looking at the uh, the company that is going to be doing uh, probably the most in charging uh, as of right now. And that, that company is ChargePoint. CHPT is the ticker. Uh, now, this one is a negative EPS. They are not making money yet. But uh, as more incentives and more people look to build uh, a charging station at their home, I do think that ChargePoint could certainly do better with uh, the government behind them looking to kind of build that industry. You've also got uh, a big push for EV cars. And if people are going to be adding them at their home, you might have uh, employers adding them at their uh, their business. So they kind of have that perk for their employees to uh, to charge while they're there or corporate vehicles, things like that. Uh, so it's currently trading at $15.11. And uh, there's about 11 analysts that have uh, set 12-month target price. And that target price right now has got a 26% of upside. So that price target is $19.13. And I have said it before. I'm sure I'll say it again. You want to go into some stocks sometimes where the uh, the money's flowing to. You don't really want to fight the government. You don't want to fight the Fed. You kind of want to be in these spots where you know, the, the government's looking to really build out this area. Uh, I think ChargePoint and EVs is one that they're really looking to push. And ChargePoint has been the big dog on the porch. Uh, so that one is number four. Uh, number five for this week is one that we've looked at before. One that uh, I think we could uh, continue to see some, some good moves in. And uh, actually, you know what? I did this one in week 26 and we actually bought it there. Um, I might do a quick audible here. And yeah, we're going to change this one up. I was going to go with Amazon. We're going to change it though. We added that one to you recently. Uh, I'm going to go with Google for this week. Uh, again, Google has had uh, a pretty solid run here. Their search business is going up higher. Their YouTube numbers have been a little bit light. We've kind of talked about people getting back out and not really using YouTube as much, but the search has been number one. Uh, I think if any business that is going to be struggling, they are going to go to the Google ads. First and foremost, that has been the way that businesses have made the most uh, on their sales with the least amount of cost uh, by using Google ads. It's just, you know, how it's been. And uh, they're also rolling out a, a lot of different new wearable products, uh, new headphones, new watches, new uh, uh, phones or, or mobile devices. Uh, so still one that I really like where Google is at. I really like Amazon also. I just didn't want to add it uh, six weeks after we added it back in week 26. So my apologies, I'm missing that. But uh, for week 32, number five is going to be Google. So we've got Broadcom, ticker AVGO. we got MasterCard, ticker is MA. We've got PayPal, the ticker is PYPL. We've got ChargePoint, 
Sick, uh, the ticker there is CHPT. And number five is Google, G-O-O-G-L. Um, so please get over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Get your votes in. I will be running this one until about Friday. And then we will be buying this one next Monday. Uh, but we will be buying Dollar Tree today. Uh, ticker is DLTR. And uh, ultimately, that's what I got for you guys today. So thank you for stopping in. And uh, make sure you share this uh, podcast with a friend. And if you are getting really good value out of it, if you want to go ahead and uh, contribute to the podcast, you could do, do that over there at anchor.fm slash let it grow. And uh, if you got any questions or if you want to reach out that uh, anything you want answered, I'll, uh, I'll do my best. I'm not a professional, but I'll do my best. Look it up for you. And I'm um, going to possibly be adding some guest uh, speakers onto the, the podcast as well. If that's something that you're interested in, please uh, shoot me a message or just uh, you know catch up with me on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. I would uh, greatly appreciate that. So thank you guys for stopping by. I will catch you on Thursday's episode. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.